Yeah, good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel, uh, 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 sucks. Okay, you had a stutter that time. You should take it from the top without the stutter. Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel, uh, 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 sucks. That was perfect. Okay, my name is... No stutter that time. My my name, uh, what? What? I didn't hear you. (laughs) No. (laughs) Should I do it one more time? I, I think, yeah, maybe, just so we're all on the same page. Good afternoon, I'm Jordan Peoples and Marvel Sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg, and no it doesn't. Welcome to the one and only podcast for all things Marvel, Glengarry Glenn Ross, Glengarry Bedrock, Sting, uh, and Paul Simon related concerts, as well as uh, sometimes Star Wars, and when we're really bored, P.T. Anderson. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Jordan Peoples, as always. Mm -hmm. Uh, And by here you mean... Uh, in the same city. Yes, we are doing a very special quarantine episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Who would have thought uh, that this uh, Thanos snap would become a real thing a year later and just affect a lot less people? Who would have? <laughs> I wouldn't have. You didn't. It also it has a very different mechanism. It, it's true. Instead of uh, disappearing yeah. entirely or fading away, turning into dust, people are... Uh, dying by suffocation the uh uh what a weird thing this would be to listen to six months previous to now like right after mm-hmm. we recorded our spider-man far from home app or something yeah and we're just like this must be a joke that they're playing on the community in the future no this is a it weird is a black widow real... hype episode uh that you would think you would really think that it would be that uh but anyway we're here because marvel doesn't sleep uh and neither do i anymore because uh, i mean they do push back releases they do god we have a lot to talk about good good on them for doing it i mean obviously they have. all right so jordan i've been on record i've been gone on record on this podcast saying when i had the norovirus a week before infinity war came out (laughs) i would wear a diaper to the theater to see that movie Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking what's the worst you think 10 percent of people catch this thing in the u.s think that's i think i think higher you think higher than 10 right now yeah. point at, at the recording of this podcast currently point zero 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 five percent of people in america have it yeah but and you think it'll I, be more i mean before it's completely done like i i, I bet in a year from now 40 percent of the population or something like that will have had it at some point mm, that's a long time though yeah 40 percent i still still though like if it means seeing black widow i'll take those chances that's a 50 near 50 50 shot that i get out of that theater without catching it well at the theater yeah i well and not even that's i mean that that's 50 50 is a meaningless statistic in that (laughs) hypothetical you did all right so i'm going on record uh saying that i don't think more than 10 percent of people will be affected by this uh by the way, this episode is dedicated to the. I just like, don't. I don't, I don't trust uh, Americans' ability to quarantine. That's true. We did say after this, we are going to hang out and host a kegger and make yeah. out with everyone at the kegger. Yeah. Uh, one by one. Yeah, which we can't nag on. Like we have to do it. Yeah. We. I mean, we set this up days ago. Yeah, we gave so them our word like that it would happen. <laughs> we. We gave we gave them our word three days ago that this would happen. Yeah, it's so it's gotta. Um, it's set in stone, as it were. Yes, exactly. So I'm upset. Remember that um, the problem in uh, like a math problem from elementary school where it's like how many 
if you had to shake everyone's hand, how many people's hands do you have to shake? No, I think we so, had different elementary schools. So like the first guy's got to shake three people's hand, the two people's hand, the one people. I think it's like a thing for factorial or something. Okay. Um, anyway, that's what the party's going to be like. Except yeah. for with disease spreading. Except we're spreading germs. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so why don't we uh, do a little catching up? Uh, we haven't. When was the last time we spoke? When did we did we do a podcast? Was it the uh, I guess it was the Marvel Sucks well, versus the, No It Does These Awards? I guess <laughs> I the last thing we spoke about was planning to watch Better Call Saul. Which have you been watching that? Did oh, you go on and watch that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Have yeah. you have you kept no. up? Oh, okay. I haven't watched any of the news. I mean, ap- at one point we were going to watch it, but then it was just like forever, and we never did because yeah, uh, this was starting to percolate. You're still yes, <laughs> you're still welcome to come over, uh, and if you want to, I mean, after our makeout party, mm-hmm. um, and we can binge seven episodes so far. Uh, so far, the season's really good as of this yeah. recording. It's my uh, parents have been watching it; they're oh, loving it. It's great. It's the best season so far. Really? Yes, I can say that with confidence. I will say, having watched four seasons of it now, mm-hmm. it is not my, uh, not my. It's nowhere close to Mad Men for me. Uh, I disagree, but only because uh, Saul Goodman is my favorite character in the Breaking Bad universe. I think it's comparable to Breaking Bad, absolutely. Oh yeah, you like Mad Men more than Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. which is crazy because you liked Endgame more than Mad Men. This is did I? Yeah, you. It's, or did I say it had a better ending? Uh, I mean, we can go back. I think you said it had a better ending, and therefore seventy percent of endings. <laughs> I think I said it had a better ending, but I don't, it's certainly not a better media no, thing I, overall. I definitely think you said it was the best thing to happen to you since Mad Men, and mm. then you said, "Oh hell, it's even better than Mad Men." I'm so happy Cat picked up that hammer. Wow. Yeah. I do not remember that, but if you say so, and, <laughs> oh, it, and you would never lie. <laughs> I've never lied on this podcast. I did not think Wonder Woman was that good. That's a truth bomb from me. Hmm. But I did like it. I just didn't I'm think still- it was that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're here to talk about, uh, well, why don't we introduce a fan favorite segment, uh, Jordan's Law Corner. How is the law school program going forth uh after this virus news i do not know uh like because obviously the question that on everyone's minds in the law school community is will classes be happening in september and the answer is no one knows yet because that's (laughs) september and it's way too early to call them off interesting um but so so you uh i would be peeved if there's no classes obviously it won't be their fault if we're still dealing with this as a society no this sounds like a solely responsible uh via law like all the law schools are responsible for this exclusively i just know that i will not do a good job learning in a (laughs) online environment uh let's also uh, we haven't talked in a couple months uh you mentioned well actually uh you went to go to see kiss what that wasn't how when do we see kiss it was february 7th okay yeah, I guess that's, ba- that's uh, barely months. Yeah, if none of you, if we didn't talk about it, uh, Jordan and I, uh, with our uh, good old buddy Nick B, saw the band Kiss. Yeah, legendary it rock stars. It was a very fun show. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, 
a true spectacle. Yeah, a lot like of in every sense of the word spectacle. They hit. They nailed it. A lot of expensive equipment was purchased for Kiss to put on a show every night. Yeah, like how many trucks does it take to transport their equipment? Like that's I would a bet, lot of stuff. I would bet like four huge trucks. Yeah. Four. Bare minimum, four. Yeah, four, and then you have a bus for each of the band members because it's Kiss. It's an environmental disaster. Oh yeah, no. Kiss rolls into town. <laughs> they are definitely polluting the earth for sure, no question. But, um, you know. uh, so after Kiss, uh, we had a great time. Um, you went to what could possibly be described as the most fun ACC tournament to date. SEC, but yes. Sure. Okay. Uh, how was that? Um, how was your experience there? It was great. I drove in uh, eight hours. Great. I got to the stadium. Uh, while at the stadium, they canceled the rest of the tournament, and I drove eight hours back. <laughs> how immediately did that happen as soon as you got there? Uh, we So there was two games that night. We watched both of the games, and halfway through the second game, they announced that the rest of the tournament will be played without attendees which wasn't even true. <laughs> uh, no, the tournament was just totally canceled after that. Yeah. But they, they at the time they thought they'd still be playing the games. Wow. But they, so didn't. they lied to the whole crowd. Mm-hmm. How many, but it was interesting being in there. Cause I was sitting in a group like, like, you know, it's a stadium. I mean, it wasn't, it's the first night. So, and that's like the four worst teams in the sec play on the first night. Sure. So it wasn't like a huge crowd, but it was enough. Yeah. Um, and I was like, uh, I don't know, like, you could just hear the ongoing news of the coronavirus kind of go across the stadium. So, like, I remember hearing at one point, it's like, oh, the NCAA has canceled their stuff. Uh, and, like, and the people just kind of pass that around. And then I heard that Tom Hanks had coronavirus. And that was just kind of get passed around the crowd. Like, do you hear Tom Hanks? Had? And someone's like, wait, do you say Tom Hanks has coronavirus? <laughs> yeah, Tom Hanks has coronavirus. <laughs> like, so that just kept happening. Like, different news <laughs> stuff. Like, and people were like, is the tournament going to go on? Like, what's going to happen? Like, that's the all anything one was talking about. It's very surreal to be in a and a stadium with 10,000 other people. Yeah. How how many people do you think would be affected? Right now as of this recording, about 180,000 people have the uh, coronavirus in mm-hmm. the United States. How many people do you think would have it if the SEC tournament carried on? I mean, it, I, it's definitely good they canceled it because you're having a lot of people come in very tight quarters. You know, another thing that's interesting about that stadium is that to order your food, it's all touch screens now. Mm. So you go up to a kiosk, touch a thing that everyone else is oh, touching God. with their hands, then you pick up the food, then you put the food in your mouth having just touched the communal touching thing. That sounds which miserable. Which is actually pretty bad even in the best of times. <laughs> uh, very bad during a pandemic. <laughs> Wow. So did you eat any food? I did, but I, I walked around the stadium until I could find one that they weren't doing that. That they weren't uh, touching it? They Well, there was no touchscreen. I just talked to a person. Oh. And then they had a card reader thing. So I still touched some stuff, but, you know, you can't. <laughs> you, can't you have touch to touch nothing. some stuff. Yeah. it's That's interesting. But it was less touching, and it was less touching from the public. Yeah, that was crazy that... Uh the tom hanks like and then idris elba also came out and there was a basketball player who mentioned it um it was just all kind of i couldn't tell at that point like not 
enough uh, evidence had passed uh, where I was yeah. like, how much of this is just the media, like, kind of blowing things up, like, that happens sometimes. Um, and then on, like, that following Monday, we went to work, and they are like, yeah, you're working from home for the foreseeable future. And we're like, oh, okay. I guess this is the big uh, real deal. Yeah. Um, if, if I mean, I remember watching it in, like, like the just the news from China, yeah. just like as it was spreading yeah. and just being like, huh, I wonder if that's going to get out. I wonder <laughs> if that's going to get out. It's like, oh, seems like it's starting to get out. Okay. Oh, so there's some in America. Okay. That's kind of bad. Some yeah. in America. Okay. So it's kind of all over America. All right. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. My, in my town. Okay. So it's in my town. It's in all the towns. Yes. Every town has it. Uh huh. Okay. All of the towns. So that was my reaction to the news. It was kind of like that. So you've just been watching the news. That's the other thing. I don't no, trust. Not, I, I, I don't watch the news. I uh, just go I on the CDC it. website once a day mm. just to see the new numbers and see if they've, you know, found a cure. <laughs> yeah. I look up like graphs and maps. and. Yeah, stuff. exactly. That's what I've been looking at. Uh, it honestly didn't hit me for real. Obviously, I made a pact to not interact with anyone over 50 for like the next year. Uh-huh. Um, but other than that, I was just kind of like, all right, I'll, you know, wash my hands a lot. I'll go to the grocery store. Like, I'm not going to completely lock myself in my house. Uh, and then last night, uh, I texted you, uh, Adam Schleichinger of the uh, Fountains mm-hmm. of Wayne fame died from the coronavirus. And that was my first brush with the virus. And uh, the creator of such hits as Stacy's Mom, as well as the hit song, That Thing You Do, from the great Tom Hanks film in 1996 of the same name. Yeah. Uh, Jordan and I were uh, big followers of his music, and I think it's safe to say this episode is dedicated to his memory. Absolutely. Okay, great. Mention that in the comments. What's your favorite um, Fountains of Wayne song? Um, I really like Fire Island. Really? Yeah, I think that's a cool song. That's, that's your favorite? I don't... That's well, like you saying Boris the Spider is your favorite Who song. No, it's a much better song than that. I, the, um, I, yeah, I agree, but that's as ridiculous of a statement. No, I like that song. I like Hey Julie. Hey Julie's um, great. Pop, pop greatness. I kind of like uh, All Kinds of Time. Yeah, like, I like that I think one that song's really good just because it's a weird subject matter for a rock and roll song. Yeah. Like you don't get a lot of just, I mean, unless you're John Fogarty in center field you don't get a lot of just like straight sports that's true at least well at least not in indie rock i guess you maybe do more well do you uh well huey lewis has a album, album called sports. sports yeah so there's Are a you lot fan of huey lewis we the, listened to that the podcast uh do you listen to the huey oh talking huey, huey talking huey louis yeah. to huey me yeah yeah <laughs> that was great my favorite thing from that entire episode of that <laughs> podcast was that uh, was uh, Scott's understatement of that Huey Lewis is a pretty good get for the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty good joke. Him and Jimmy Kimmel. Like, that is a pretty good get. <laughs> not, not bad. Not bad at all. He's a weird guy, Huey Lewis. Yeah, I was very uh, curious. or I, I didn't know that he was like deaf in one ear. And yeah, well, and the other thing that was weird to me is he had, like, this personality to where... He loves talking, like, 
just in general. But like, like, like fame almost felt like an eventuality to him. Like he was just like the beginning of the career. They're talking about the early parts of his career. And he's like, yeah, I was doing this thing. I was doing this thing. And then I was talking to a record label. So then we had our first couple hits and you know, whatever. Like yeah. it wasn't like some, like, I can't believe I haven't had a hit. He was like, Oh, I wanted to have a hit. And then when I had one, <laughs> like that was interesting. I mean, <laughs> have you tried that mentality in the music game? Nah, I think if um, you did, you might be surprised. I think Huey Lewis has some special uh, chutzpah, or whatever that word is. Confidence. Chutzpah. Moxie. Moxie's the word I'm looking for, really. Oh, okay. But there's another word for it. Well, you said chutzpah. You yeah, can understand my confusion. <laughs> um, I couldn't get those middle consonants. So, uh, we are also gathered to mourn the uh, pushing back of the Black Widow film, which again, mm. come on, Disney, like, release the movie, and then you know, just don't a lot let a certain, you know, like if you have asthma, you shouldn't go to the theater kind of deal. I just really want to see Black Widow, Jordan. This is the longest it's been without Marvel content. Yeah. Um, Probably since Iron Man 1 at this point. I don't think it was going to be, but now that the movie's not coming out in May, it will be a more than 10 months. And the most we've waited is Iron or Incredible Hulk, which came out in June of 2008 to Iron Man 2, which came out in May of 2010. That is the most we have waited for uh, Marvel content. And right now, I think this is going to be second place at the rate these things are going. Yeah. I can't say I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the loss of uh, Black Could Widow. you imagine if this happened to Endgame? That would be interesting. I wonder if what they do, because I feel like... Well, you would need to push back wise, both Spider-Man and... Uh, well, if Endgame got pushed back, you'd have to push back Spider-Man. Yeah. And right now, the only thing they need to push back is possibly Falcon and Winter Soldier, but this might even be able to go in between the two, the way it's happening. Yeah. Um, you're doing an interesting thing with your headphones. I know. I'm I'm listening because I can hear people talking outside my door. Oh, I can't. So I think you're okay. Okay, then we're probably fine. <laughs> I was just worried that was going to leak in, but I think we're good. No, I think we're so leak-free. Anyway, do you want to start uh, the explanation of what we're going to do today? I want you to be a little more upset about Black Widow, if I'm being honest. Uh, I mean, I did want to see Black Widow. I love David Harbour. I love uh, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. She's great. Uh, the, uh, who's who's the that mi- girl who was in Little Women? Mid- in uh, Florence Pugh. Also yeah, Midsummer. Oh, yeah, while you were at the SEC tournament, uh, Nick came over and watched Midsummer. Yeah. He loved it. Still want to see that. (laughs) It was great. We all loved it. (laughs) Had a viewing party before the uh, COVID outbreak. Uh, So, yeah, go see Midsummer. Fans Mm -hmm. and Jordan. One of these days. Uh, We've been pushing it off for a while. Uh, So, yes, Black Widow. uh, When do you think it's going to come out, realistically? When do you think theaters are going to open up? Because I bet as soon as theaters start opening up, they will, Disney will be like, this is our slot, we're Disney. Hmm. Well, I do think, I don't know, because I feel like the quarantine's going to end, or the ending of the quarantine's going to be interesting, because they don't want to just let, be like, hey, everyone go outside now, you're free to do whatever. Yeah, I think they got to do it incrementally. Rebound, yeah. So I don't know, and I don't know what that means for theaters, because it feels like that's a place you might want to leave closed longer 
since people are going to be gathered in a shared space or i think what you do is like limit the amount of people into each theater they separate themselves yeah i think that's how it starts because that's what theaters did before there was a mandatory close they just kind of spaced out the seats Hmm. yeah but that you'd think that that would wreak havoc though on an opening weekend because to get get the sales that you would need to get the numbers that marvel likes to see you'd have to have like five times as many theaters running it to get the same number of ticket sales so and also uh the like a whole bunch of movies that have come out like onward did you see the new pixar movie yeah oh fantastic yeah i I thought it was i think that might be my favorite pixar movie after in after incredibles obviously I still like Inside Out, but um, uh, yeah, I, I do think that was really good. My top three are Onward, Inside Out, and The Incredibles. And honestly, Incredibles, just after seeing all these Marvel movies, like Incredibles was a big deal when it came out, and I loved it. But looking back on it, like I think it was just my desire to see some superhero movies. Yeah. Um, well, that's one and of the amazing seen things those. about Pixar looking back, though, is how many of my favorite films of theirs are recent ones. Oh like, yeah, because their their track record was already so stellar, like what before Inside Out. Before, yeah, this is know. the direction of Marvel. This is what's going to happen. We're going to get I the mean, best is yet a, to you come. You still get a good dinosaur here and there, and you still get a, uh, <laughs> you know, Cars two. Oh god, Cars, Cars two. Three. That's could you imagine if the Incredible Hulk came out like six years into Marvel's career? That's Cars two. Yeah. No, that's it's inexplicable how that happened for Pixar. <laughs> what a what a black eye. I didn't even see Cars three. Did you? No, oh no, I haven't seen I don't know if I've seen Cars Two. Cars two is unwatchable. Like it's it's secret agent Cars Larry the cable confusing. guy. <laughs> Cars one and what? Even Cars One is kinda like eh. It's not it's No, like, it's 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 very vanilla ice cream. Like it's fine. Yeah. And I just couldn't stop thinking about like the reality of Car World. Because <laughs> like, how do they go about some of their business? Like, yeah, like what's the what's that look like? Are you like, asking how they reproduce? I mean, that's just one of the questions. <laughs> what's another one? So they have to do they eat there? They get gas, but how's the gas work? Because you I need think, someone to put the pump in. I don't think they eat. I think gas is how they move around. But how do they get the gas in them? They don't have hands. I, they, no, they had, they were using like the side view mirrors to kind of pick up stuff. That's not enough reach. You you need more mirror than that <laughs> to get the. You can't touch, like that's miles away from the the. I don't even know what they would call that. In, or the side view mirrors. World. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know the side view mirrors, but the the input for the gas thing is way on the back of the car. They don't reach. I think. Well, maybe they hand it to a door or something. The, also, they, the windshields. The windshields are eyes. But is that eyes like eyeballs? Like, Did this really prevent you from glass? enjoying the movie? <laughs> no, it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it is funny to think about. I mean, I yeah, just thought it was a movie for there? children, so I was just kind of like, I do remember hating. But the rest of Pixar movies kind of make sense. Like they don't they they explain themselves a little better than that. Even Bugs Life, especially Bugs Life. <laughs> <laughs> Bugs okay. Life, there's not a single thing in there that isn't true to life. That's true. Especially a Bugs Life. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it, it's verbatim uh, honest about real insect facts. <laughs> like the way they walk on their back legs. 
That's real. Correct. I've seen ants do that. And or Kevin Spacey is a grasshopper. Yeah, or the way sure. that grasshoppers extort ants. <laughs> for seeds? What were they <laughs> for eating? For seeds, yeah. Some sort of grass seed. <laughs> Which... Because we get that machine. Did they... Yeah, but did they... Uh, the machine that knocked over the great pile of seeds. <laughs> that they kept precariously perched on the edge. Has Flick, the main character, been in anything else since that movie? You mean the actor? Like yeah. Played Flick's voice? No, 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 the bug. Has he been in any other movies? Ah, uh, yeah, he was in Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> was he? Yeah. Huh. Was he Jared Leto? Uh, like his conscience or something? Like a Jimmy no, Cricket situation? He was just an extra. Oh, and, and I didn't notice dirty. him? Yeah, he was an ant. <laughs> he's the size of an ant. <laughs> oh, he's the ant in that movie? Yeah. Oh, shit. You gotta rewatch Requiem. Yeah. I had no idea. Well, huh. and the problem, too, is his, his lines are very quiet. That's true. You can't really voice. hear him. Yeah. So I bet it was that one time Jared Leto just said something that didn't make any sense. Actually, there's several times in that movie where that happened. I don't really like Requiem for a Dream. That's probably also how I didn't notice him. I've never seen it. I just wanted a very serious movie for the ant from Ants to be in. (laughs) I mean, that is pretty serious. Uh, But Onward, I thought was spectacular. I think Mm -hmm. that is peak Pixar. I like how they're doing stuff where they're exploring... Like, each new Pixar movie, it feels like now they're exploring a different relationship that can exist within a family unit. Yes, Like And and they keep picking apart new ones. Yep. Um, So I think if they keep doing that, that's a recipe for success. I don't know when you run out. How many family relationships do you think there are? I don't know. Like... Uh, is there going to be an uncle nephew movie? Is there going to (laughs) be... Eventually, uh, there has to be. You're going to run out of relationships. Um... Uh, a guy and his dogs. There'll be like a step <laughs> stepdad stepson movie. That I mean, that was kind of this one. This that had that a little bit. These were all blood relatives, though. No, not the the centaur father stepfather. That but he was not the point of the movie. He wasn't the point of the movie. But there was a point point where he was using magic to literally put himself into the shoes of his stepfather. And I, I think they cut some stuff from that part because part of it, it seemed like a little bit in the writing there, he was realizing how difficult it was for his stepfather and something about relating to them and, mm. and their father's relationship. Like, it, it, they didn't explore that fully in that scene, but I felt like in an earlier draft of the movie, they probably did. Because huh. I think it's an interesting metaphor to be like, because they, they were making fun of him for a lot of it. Yeah. But then the, you have that scene where you, he's literally in his shoes and you can see where he's coming from. And I think that could have been a turning point in their relationship, but it didn't actually totally work like that in the movie, but it could no. have. Uh, he just ended up kind of a side character. Yeah. Wait. So, and was the mom, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus? Was that oh. correct? Am I remembering that correctly? I did not know that if that is true i don't um, but i don't i could be totally half that wrong let me look it up yeah very marvelly cast uh for the two leads though oh my god and that's i think that might be why i like this so much their chemistry together was so fantastic yeah tom holland he's a little he's a little like that guy who was in little women what was that guy uh or uh uh timothy all shalmy yeah him and uh also, Finn Wolfhard. I feel like there's these young ac- actors that are coming up that I'm like, oh, 
I hate that you're so successful so young. Like, you lucky sure. son of a gun, but you're also so, so good. Keep doing it. <laughs> keep keep <laughs> it up. boy. Yeah. You're no, crushing I, it out there. I absolutely want to see Tom Holland keep doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Forever. Perfect casting. Uh, that was what Julia Louis-Dreyfus. He but he's, he's just knocking it out of the park. He deserves it. Oh, absolutely. Handsome, rich, famous actor. Doing a real, a hell of a job. <laughs> He's got all the the key ingredients to a successful life. Yeah, handsome and an actor. Um, this was Julia Louise Dreyfus, and it was her first uh, Pixar film since A Bug's Life. Hmm. That's interesting that they tapped her for this. Like, yeah. what, what, why her? I mean, she yeah. did fine, but the mother wasn't really a standout character. I don't yeah, think she was supposed she to. She could have had a bigger role. I mean, yeah. she did in the in the climax of the movie, but they yeah. didn't do too much before then. Well, they really just wanted to focus on the the relationship, the main relationship, which yeah. props. I honestly, like, I was still, I was just so focused on the father aspect of it that I didn't even. It was kind of a twist to me almost that they yeah. focused more on like the brothers. Yeah, which, absolutely. I think that was by design for sure. Yeah, and I loved it. I was I was so enamored with the ending. Uh, yeah. I kind of i think i like shed a tear i was thinking like if i had an actual brother i was watching this with (laughs) like a biological brother i would definitely be crying my eyes out right now like no question i think that's the one reason i like inside out more than this i think i would have liked like exactly what you said if i was if i was watching it with a brother or if i experienced that whereas inside out was about this girl who's having trouble moving which is like absolutely my childhood yeah. So so you moved, like, oh, that, that uh, hit me right here. Whereas brother thing, uh, you moved from uh, high school to uh, JMU. Yep, that's the one move. <laughs> and then you met me, uh, and everything was, 12, was fine. But I was twelve, so that that's was true. You were a very young college sprite. Mm-hmm. Um, it was easy to lift me up for cake stands because <laughs> I was twelve. <laughs> and then you kind of Benjamin buttoned it like really fast. Like you grew up twelve years in like a mm-hmm. year. It was crazy. Yeah, it was tough times. <laughs> but you made it work. Yeah. Um, so, okay, we uh, had a bit of a segue. When do you think uh, Black Widow hits the theaters? Uh, September, October. Really? Yeah. You think that long? Uh huh. Also, you gotta. I don't think it'll be that long. Want, I don't know. It, it depends when lesser movies start doing it. Because I don't think Disney's going to try to be the first. Because I think they want someone else to True. test the water. Because you don't want the PR of like uh, being like... <laughs> Black Widow spreads coronavirus single-handedly. Yeah. No questions. <laughs> that would be a terrible headline. <laughs> yeah. Black I mean, Widow bites. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should make a podcast on uh, making newspaper headlines. Uh. I think we'd be pretty good at it. Um, so I think this movie, late July. I do think that you're right that they're not going to do it until other movies start doing it. But I think, like, it's also, it's April 2nd right now as of recording this. Yeah, I just think the summer might be easy to write off. Like, I think a lot of people will just be like, oh, I don't know if we want to dip my toes do in you yet. Think, do you think? And then fall will come around and it'll feel like a change has happened and then people will start to do stuff. I see. I think uh, 15 days from now. So the quarantine has been uh, more or less in effect for about two weeks. I think 15 days from now, people are going to lose their goddamn minds and start doing things regardless. That will be yeah, a whole I mean, month. Endor- How are you? Still are. 
oh i'm fine this is my lifestyle anyway (laughs) (laughs) i am an extrovert jordan i need to get out to talk to people this is uh we've recorded 60 plus episodes face to face and this is uh, i'm watching looking at you from a computer screen like this is just i it's it's such a strange yeah. I can't I can't touch you like I usually do during the podcast. Yeah, we're normally like uh, hip holding to hip, hands at the next very to each least. Other. Yeah, holding hands and then maybe a little neck kissing. Yeah, recently what I've been doing is playing Animal Crossing. Uh, everyone's I, been playing. Everyone's that. I, yeah, I know. Do you think Animal Big uh, Big what who who made Animal Crossing? Whatever Nintendo. company it was. <laughs> okay, do you think Big Nintendo, Nintendo uh, created the virus? For the release of this game, they were unsure about its popularity. Yeah, I was I was uh, probably going to get it regardless. I got the last Animal Crossing, uh, the 3DS version, back in sophomore year when we were hanging out. I was playing Animal Crossing back then. Wow, you were a cool kid. Must be mm, what yeah. drew drawn me to you. Well, that one, I, I got it because there was no other good games out yet. True. Um, you did like, have a 3DS. I had a 3DS, and I was waiting for like Pokemon or something. The Pokemon hadn't come out yet on it. And so yeah. I was just like, give me any game. And then Animal Crossing came out. I was like, finally. And so I played it for a little while, and it was okay. I'd say this Animal Crossing is a lot better than that one was, though, in terms of uh, stuff you can do in a day. Because that one's like, you could do, play for like an hour, and then it felt like I've done literally everything I possibly can today. Because, gotcha. you know, the gimmick is that it follows real time. Yes. Correct. Uh, so. But this one's th- great. Except for, uh, they just started a stupid Easter event. This is gonna, this is a very um, time capsule type of episode because <laughs> there's a quarantine going on and there's an Easter event in Animal Crossing, <laughs> where uh, uh, so normally you need to gather resources to build stuff is part Correct. of the loop in this one. Makes um, sense. But now there's Easter eggs hidden everywhere and they replace some of the other resources that you need. So it's like I need okay. I need some shit to build this other thing, and sure. now instead of getting that, I'm getting eggs that can only be used to build Easter specific items, which <laughs> is the most useless thing ever. It's like I don't want to decorate my house with a with a bed that looks like a giant Easter egg, and with <coughs> East, like a bowl of Easter eggs. That's like pointless to me. I'm never going to use that. And they're everywhere. They're constantly everywhere. Like I go to fish. And I just want to catch a fish and i pull out an egg and i'm like get out of here i want an egg i didn't go egging i went fishing because i wanted a fish first world problems so so long story short you're doing rough in this quarantine yeah well until april 1st i was i was killing it and then that (laughs) event started and now it's over for me (laughs) now you are just ready to kill someone yeah other than it uh And, and there's the the mascot for this uh event is this bouncing insane looking bunny like the this bunny looks like you are you have you ever been in like a trashy beachfront area where they have like those spray t-shirts yes and on those spray t-shirts they have characters from five nights at freddy's <laughs> i've never seen that specific design they do. but it's, it's for some reason five nights at freddy's is huge in like crappy tourist destinations <laughs> um so this bunny looks like one of those. He looks okay. like an airbrushed Five Nights in Freddy mascot. He's <laughs> awful. I hate him. Do you and think that was intentional? Uh, I I doubt it. <laughs> I don't think that's normally their vibe on Animal Crossing. But I I, mean, I want to smack him. 
<laughs> maybe they just want it. Well, do you have like a, a gun you can use in that game? I've never played. I have it. a slingshot. All right, but so it shoots kind of. up into the air. So, so you can't shoot the bunny. No, the, it's really only designed to shoot balloons out of the sky. That's the kind of game Animal Crossing is. Oh yeah, that doesn't sound like uh, my speed. Yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, so it's a lot of fun. I mean, maybe you could do a uh, whole like little Marvel themed house. You'd have to make your own designs. Well, now yeah. I'm interested. Now you have my curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, is there you like to make it whatever you want? What? Why is it called Animal Crossing? Because all the villagers that aren't you are animals. Is this going to be a sub podcast while we are uh, quarantined for the foreseeable future? Well, you don't we just... even have a switch, so I don't think you're in danger <laughs> of getting Animal Crossing. <laughs> I mean, I might buy one if all... Th- I'm running out of games. I've played all the games. Did you get I'm, the new Doom? Uh, is that out yet? Yeah. It came oh. out the, the day before Animal Crossing. Oh. I, okay. Yeah. And then. All right. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> I got stuff I played the do. last one. I got that on my Switch because it was on sale preceding the new one's release. Yeah. So I'd been playing that, and then I switched to Animal Crossing. That's a pretty fun game. Um, yeah. But... We, but we digress. Yeah, we got to get into the meat of this thing. Uh, I, yes, uh, for the viewers just jumping into the podcast at this point in the uh, in the stream, um, thirty nine minutes in, uh-huh. uh, we are here to pitch. I still have one more question for you, Jordan, yeah. uh, before we get into this. But I just want to brief the audience. Uh, we are going to pitch a movie to Disney. Yeah, so at well, this point, we're basically experts on Marvel. We've exactly. seen them all. We know We've watched all of them. We can quote any line. So, all like, for instance, everyone. I might say, uh, uh, hey, Bucky, you son of a gun. You know which one that one's from. Exactly. Yeah, I, we both I, do. I, I know exactly. And if I was to say, uh, I can do this all day, you know what character I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, you'd say that, and I'd say, I bet you can, because I'm Bucky. <laughs> exactly and we're old friends yeah remember yeah, when I, mean, I used to be small yeah uh, he but now said i that. have a shield and i'm in shield and that's anyway, funny and no one's ever talked about that how i, I have one and i'm in one i don't I'm think Captain anyone America. is questioning our marvel clout <laughs> yeah i think that's for sure um so we're we experts. are going we are going to pitch a brand new spider-man sequel to marvel which we think uh, they're going to take, obviously. So and we, s- uh, we started c- with Homecoming. Yes. Then he went far from home. And now yes. he's stuck at home. Spider-Man stuck at home. The s- special coronavirus edition of Spider-Man. Also, we're copywriting this episode today. So if they take <laughs> any plot devices from this episode in the future and don't take our idea, we can sue them. Yeah. How much for, do you think Disney would settle a lawsuit from us for? Um, like, because we probably wouldn't win against Disney lawyers, but I bet we'd, like, you know, we'd make off with settlement money. Yeah, like $100, easy. Okay. What would you do with your $100? What would I do with it? Yeah. Probably buy a year of Disney Plus. Yeah. I'd buy <laughs> Give a it car. back to... You'd buy a car? Yeah. Uh, a yeah. Flintstones car? Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to say uh, Ferrari. Oh but no, for a hundred? For a hundred dollars? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, before I okay, before we dive into this movie, uh-huh. you think Black Widow's coming out in September? I think it's going to be late July, early August. Uh, 
obviously, no matter where we are, we have made a blood oath since the start of this podcast that we will always uh, watch these movies together forever, Mm -hmm. um, despite any happenstances that may occur. Um, Premiere night, we are ass in seat, ready to watch and then talk Marvel. So we're kind of just standing by. Um, Do you think, Jordan that there would ever be a situation where it would be more beneficial for Disney to release Black Widow on Disney Plus as opposed to the theater. Yes. At what point do we hit that? Uh, 2024. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's not a very good answer. Sorry, I got distracted because I was looking... At the fact that the Spider-Man movie we had initially titled "Stay Home, Not Stuck at Home," but oh, Stay Home works too. I mean, that's what we had in our in our plan for this episode. Oh well, this is going to look bad in front of the Sony execs who are going to listen to this. Yeah, well, whatever. You, that's fine. So, so how do you do? You want to begin? Uh, yeah, but I want you to answer whether or not this is going to hit Disney Plus. Black Widow. Black Widow. I bet I I could see them. Hmm. I don't know, like maybe doing. You, they wouldn't want to do a simultaneous release because they still want some stuff. But like, if people are still a little bit concerned about quarantine stuff, maybe they could release it like early to be like, if you're if you're not comfortable going out to the theater yet, here's a way that we're reaching out to you. Keep in mind, Falcon and Winter Soldier is scheduled to release in August, and they really, really want that to do good, so Disney Plus has some, like, watchable content on it, because right now it's pretty bare bones with just the Mandalorian and some side stuff. And all of Disney stuff from forever. Well, yeah, but people aren't buying it for the DVDs that they own copies of already. They're buying it for new content, and that's the wave mm. of the future. What really good movies are on Disney Plus? Like, what classics? Uh, remember the Titans? I'm talking about, like, Oscar do they have any like Oscar stuff? Oscar nominees? Yeah, or is that not Disney? Or the style? Grouch? I mean, like, I mean, they have all the Disney Vault, like all the cartoons. It has all they the Simpsons, right? All the Simpsons. Mm. Do you want my login? Yeah, give it to me now. Okay, all live on air. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> stay by. Stand by. Um, there's a whole bunch of like Marvel cartoons, like X Men and Spider Man, which are pretty fun, also. Hmm. Um, just it's it's like Saturday morning cartoons, and you can watch them, and you're just like you remember Saturday. Do you remember Saturday morning cartoons? Oh yeah. Oh, what a time to be alive! That was my favorite part of the week at a time. What's your favorite like, Saturday morning cartoon? Digimon, baby. Boo! <laughs> I bet you think I'm gonna say Pokemon. I'm not. I'm just mine was Yu-Gi-Oh. Pokemon before. Oh really? Yeah, I liked Yu-Gi-Oh a lot. Ew. Yeah. That's ugh. I I didn't know that. That's, I mean, uh, I didn't uh I did not carry that that fandom long. Like I didn't carry it past when I first moved. So did you have all five 12. pieces of Exodia? Actually, I might have. <laughs> it's hard to come by. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still have all five pieces of Exodia? Maybe. I think there's a box at my parents' house where uh, all my Yu-Gi-Oh cards are. I'm shocked you didn't bring those to college when you were 12. Well, I said I stopped uh, doing Yu-Gi-Oh when I was 12 because I was going to college. <laughs> oh, well, that's very responsible of you. Yeah. Um, yeah, Disney Plus. 
really great. I don't know if they'll put Black Widow on it, depending on how long this goes, but I think it's going to come out in July, and I don't think they would put it on Disney Plus unless it would... I don't think they would want to push back Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't think they can afford to do that because they are so desperate for a Marvel property to be on Disney Plus. Because hmm. that's going to be the first thing since The Mandalorian, like the first original content. Hmm. And then WandaVision at the end of the year. And, event- and at some point, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier probably will have something to do with a post credit scene in Black Widow or something happens in Black Widow that will relate to Falcon and Winter Soldier and might be spoil-worthy. Hmm. Um, so that's my take. I believe that uh, I hope that the movie will come out no later than July, and July is too long of a wait for myself, personally speaking. All right, let's get to the show. All right, let's talk Spider-Man. Stay home. How do you want to? How do you want to break this down? I guess I'll I'll do the opening since I was uh, I came up with it. At least oh. this part. Oh, I see how it is. Came up with it. Mm-hmm. So okay. Uh, since since there's no budget for this movie, since it is imaginary, how, how much do you think we should ask for? No, I'm I'm, I'm saying uh, that I don't know if they could actually get the song that I'm going to use in this intro. Oh, they have Disney money, dude. Of course they can. Do they have any other Beatles in Marvel? Not in Marvel, but if Mad Men can afford it, Disney can. But I feel like that's different. I feel like that's it's almost like well, a licensing thing. Like, do they want? How to... much of the song do we need? Uh, probably two minutes of it. Not too much. Uh, how? I mean, that's a lot more than thirty seconds. How yeah. much do you think "Immigrant Song" costs Thor Ragnarok? Less than this would cost. <laughs> really? Yeah, absolutely. This is the Beatles. There's no bigger. Yeah. You know. No, I agree, but I feel like Led Zeppelin just is equally as tricky with their rights. Mm, maybe. Anyway, so the I, so we're, we're the w- place we were left in Far From Home is that Peter has just been outed as being Spider-Man to the world by none other than J. Jonah Jameson himself. So naturally, that's where we open up: is headlines and newscasts and everything flashing by the screen one after the other. Uh, perfect. Perfect. Uh, you know. Just, uh, the start of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and, and what we're hearing underneath that is the first crescendo from a day in the life. So dun 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 dun, dun like the building and building and building. And we're seeing these flash by like you know every one every five ten frames. And you're starting the the film with the audio crescendo. So the Marvel logo comes by, right? Yeah. The Marvel Marvel property. And then, and then you hear like a, 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 a far away thing, and then you see newspapers start coming at the screen like this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing, bullets and bullets and breaking news dot 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 so what's the what's the audio during that happening that that's the crescendo it's all building it opens with crescendo opens with crescendo you miss the rest of the day in the life and then and then it goes dun 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 and then we cut to peter waking up in his bed and then he kind of follows the uh actions for the do you think he gets to go home yeah like he at least makes it home i guess I, i mean the police are probably looking for him at this point but they don't they can't arrest him immediately they have to have some sort of like they have to have a case he, against him he killed mysterio mm, still at the have, very least i mean he has a trial obviously but i think he still would need to well, be arrested he be waking up in a cell if he's if he has been arrested but also if okay he wanted to let's evade, put him in a cell if, if he can evade arrests or don't you think he could evade arrest if he wanted to like yeah but i don't know if he wakes up in his bed 
Hmm. I think he could I, rake up in his bed and just be on the <laughs> lamb. Uh, all right. Anyway, I mean, but they know where he lives. Why he doesn't have to go home? He's not Wait, a dummy. Uh, He's smarter than you. He's a scientist. So, <laughs> so is he? He just. Dips. So you're saying he's in the bed of his hideout? Or wherever he just goes. I mean, he's Spider-Man. He can hide. All right. So he's he's in Aunt May's house. No. Well, that's what I was originally envisioning because I didn't think they'd be like it'd take a while for them to get him under arrest. But I mean, you don't watch a lot of Law and Order, apparently. Mm. I mean, because they don't really know that he's done it. Uh I definitely think he has to go to jail because Mysterio outed him in public, and at the very least, that raises suspicion that they need to take him in for questioning. Hmm. I don't think they get the... Uh, but do you think they hold him immediately? Because sure. at the same time, he's also got uh, a long years of connection with the uh, incredibly influential government body of S.H.I.E.L.D., who can vouch uh, for him as like uh, we well, don't shield think he's is a murderer. dissolved if you recall shield is no moss you don't think any of the people from shield who were responsible for shield now have prominent government positions following well, the solution nick fury is in space so he's not going to be able to do much vouching uh and theoretically <laughs> black he the widow only up higher up at shield because i remember the facilities being quite large <laughs> well so what black widow is presumably setting up and i don't know i don't think i've mentioned this on the pod uh thaddeus ross the main villain in the hulk and a big player in captain america civil war um who created the sokovia accords do you remember william hurt you know who i'm talking about no <laughs> okay it's william hurt's character yeah I don't remember that uh, too much, but if it was in... No, he's he's in... Yes, he's the... What you quoted during the Civil War episode, the menacing face to put on all of this, I'm siding with Captain America. Hmm. Uh, so he comes up with Sokovia Accords. Uh, it is rumored... You really interrupted my intro. Yeah, no, no, no. This had no, some no. flow to it, and now it's just like... No, 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 no we're going to get right into it, and you're going to go flawless as soon as I clear up Spider-Man, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> whether or not he'd right go to jail. And then you're going to have total creative control over this. Uh, theoretically, Thaddeus Ross will be in charge of the government, and I don't think he would be a fan of Spider-Man. That's all I wanted to say. Okay, so Spider-Man's in custody, we'll say, because he gave himself <laughs> over willingly because he's such a good boy. Because <laughs> okay. they didn't catch him if he didn't give himself over willingly. Apparently, like why? Why would? How would they get him? I think they'd go to Aunt May's house. I was just weird. I was I was curious that you chose to put him in his own bedroom after he's presumably on the lamb. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, whatever. Maybe put him in the Avengers facility. Yeah, I just I think he could be under suspicion. Like people are under suspicion all the time, but not in custody. Like they make uh, bail. Yeah, no, but he they have to be taken to jail to make bail. Hmm. Well, anyway, maybe so I, maybe this scene of when the crescendo hits is him like leaving jail to paparazzi or something. But okay. him like waking up in jail, getting his things together, getting his things back from the cops because they don't have any evidence Good. on him yet, so he they can't Correct. hold him. Um, Good. Okay. And so then he's uh going back, he's getting to his old house. He's kind of fall like, you know, not and, he's not and, acting normal, but things aren't that bad. And then he's indicted, and like he's actually has a case being brought to get 
and he's back in the news and that's when that goes to the ah and we get correct ah, see this is an idea that disney would buy um and so then uh we we see him going back to court or whatever or him handcuffed or whichever picture you want back on the front of the front cover as we Dun, 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 dun. I read the news today. Oh boy! And then we cut to Doc Ock. Okay, wait. So are we doing the woke up, got out of bed, put a comb across my head? Yeah, that that's the part where you see Peter going about his day, or or getting gotcha. out of jail, and then because the, that that leads directly into the ah 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 part, which is what if he was doing it in a jail cell? What if he was doing yeah, his yeah, daily no, routine? He could. Okay, okay. Great. See, this is an idea that Disney Woke would up, buy. Got out of bed, dragged a comb across my head. He can't yep. smoke though, because he's Spider Man. No, he, he's Spider-Man a good boy. Can't smoke. True. It would look bad. See, um, why did the Beatles do that? Why did they? Why did they talk about oh, cigarettes? Oh, oh, and this was the other thing. So the last thing we I read the news today. Oh boy, the top line, top headline is about Spider Man being uh, formally charged with the murder of Quentin Black. The Quentin Beck. The, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the camera pans down on the newspaper to see the headline about this uh, new disease because this is mm. this is a topical movie based on real events that we're going through right now correct except for it's correct. not the coronavirus it is a marvel actual virus called the carrion virus and it is real in several issues of spider-man comics uh do you think that the writer of or the creator of the carrying virus had any idea that the coronavirus would be a an important thing in the future or a novel thing yes <laughs> all right that's all i needed proceed all right well now you can you want to go to the next part because th- okay this is, yes this is your idea uh, so okay uh meanwhile this is uh so jordan had the intro then i am saying the following scene uh we have the spouse of dr Otto Octavius dying from a seemingly untreatable disease in attempt to develop a cure. He makes himself sick and begins spreading a deadly virus. So uh, Dr. Octavius, uh, otherwise known as Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man lore, uh, we have pretty much fleshed out all members of the Sinister Six at this point, except for maybe two. And I think Dr. Octopus is kind of their leader. So I think this would be a very good uh, idea to introduce him here. So in, um, in yours, is he spreading it accidentally at this point? So he, his spouse is sick yeah. and he wants t- to do whatever it takes to cure her. Um, and he accidentally while trying to create an antidote creates a worse strain and a very contagious disease that is the carrion virus okay um and his spouse dies but not immediately um so he creates the disease and maybe i don't know some guy delivering pizza gets it and then takes it to the pizza place and then all them catch it and then the teenage mutant ninja turtles get it correct the correct pizza. and then uh shredder gets it and then um what's the rat uh leader of the tin- ninja turtles yeah all right i'm gonna move this little section just down here because okay. now we need to cut back to spider-man because we got to get back to our a plot correct correct that was b plot also uh we should probably sell some we mentioned that during this we would have uh ned in the chair but he's quarantined so he can't leave his house yeah and so um, we get a lot of topical humor he's playing animal crossing or, or some <laughs> version of it and uh martin star and jb smooth the two teachers are also stuck 
together somehow. Yeah, because we thought reason. that would be funny. Well, because that's just you've got to comedy gold. With this, with this movie's virus, it's like more instantly deadly. So people just have to stay wherever you are when this happens. You're like correct. locked down. So they're correct. You know. Yeah. So uh, they're stuck doing in the some school. school activity. Yeah, I like to think they're at the school because then you get a lot of physical comedy of them just kind of exploring the school, trying to find stuff to do. That I would watch a whole movie that is just that. <laughs> They're like sliding down the stairs on lunchroom trays. Oh my god! What a great visual I would love gag. That. <laughs> what a combo of characters. Yeah, and so here, go back to the Spider-Man part. You do the next. Okay, uh, uh, Spider-Man needs a lawyer and is approached by none other than Matt Murdock. Yeah, this is a very take his case idea. Pro bono. Uh, I love the idea of. Because now that Marvel owns all the Defenders from Netflix, the rights will have revert, reverted back to Marvel by the time this movie comes out. Um, so Matt Murdock is going to be Spider-Man's lawyer, and he's going to do it pro bono because he knows what it's like to be a superhero. And I think this is going to be a very fun way to introduce Matt Murdock into the MCU, which is something that we've wanted for since 2014 with season one of Daredevil. Um and I think that that would be very fun. We don't see Daredevil fight necessarily in this movie, but we get Matt Murdock. How much of his, like, uh, the rest of the cast of Daredevil ends up in this? Like, just by proxy? Like, are I they think, part of his defense team or something? No, I think just Matt Murdock is the only tie-in you need. And then maybe... Uh, so Daredevil's arch nemesis is the Kingpin, who is also a big enemy of Spider-Man because they inhabit the same part of New York, sure. more or less. Um, so Kingpin comes up in a lot of Spider-Man. So you comics could have you could have Doctor Ock like get some supplies from him or something. Yeah, I was thinking he would probably end up in a post-credit scene of some some kind, just to mention like, oh, the Kingpin's back and he is, uh, you know, he's back to up to his no good deeds again. Maybe he puts together the Sinister Six or something if Spider-Man wrongs him, kind of deal. Yeah. Although, if you think that would happen, uh, you would think he would sick it, sick the Sinister Six on Daredevil because he is much more of a threat to the Kingpin uh, in the TV show. Yeah. But now that all these uh, characters are together, that is possible. All right. Um, Next, we cut back to Doc Ock, and he's trying uh, to get. Uh, I guess Shield's not a thing, so I wrote that in, but apparently not. Well, but I, I, I uh, just want him to be appealing to some authority because what I want is him to feel wronged by not just like the disease but by everyone so then he's sure. like vindictive toward the population at large because he's the like world i needed help and no one him. helped me um, yeah and so then uh and this is this is just to get the the music back into this which is why i originally put it at the end of act one because this was going to be the transition from act one to the rest of the movie was that uh he's holding <laughs> her hand and it goes the the last line that john sings before the final crescendo of a day in the life he just say, I'd love to turn you. And then it builds up again and we're zooming in slowly on Doc Ock's face. And like so, and like you can you can see the, the sanity just like the threads snapping. Again, he, he's love love this song, love the Beatles, mm-hmm. love this idea. Uh do you think that this is if if Marvel's to put a Beatles song in a movie, yeah. do you think this is the one? Like, if we sell it to them hard enough? That's why I think it works so well, is because it's not like the Beatles song you expect. That's true. It is. I mean, I think Rolling Stone called it their favorite Beatles song. And, and it's got, like, I think the I read the news today, oh boy, is also interesting coming off of 
uh, Spider-Man being in the news, being the major conflict of the movie. <laughs> so, uh, if if we were to pitch this exact idea, or say they just created a movie without even considering our, our idea, which is insane and ludicrous and would never happen. How would they not consider uh, this? Exactly. Uh, and they put this song in the movie, would you give it six Avengers out of six? I, I think it's... I think it's such an odd idea. I think it would be... It's a very... I don't know. The thing I was kind of thinking of when when I wanted to use it in the intro was the intro to mm-hmm. The Watchmen, which I have long maintained is the only good part of that movie. Uh, I mean, it is critically also received as probably the best part of that movie. The HBO show is stellar, though. You should really watch that yeah. while we're in quarantine. Yeah, it's it's one of the best things have I've you watched seen on Westworld? television. The new Westworld stuff? No, nah, I kind of got bored at season two. Yeah, I like season two. I don't. Wa- I think I'm gonna wait for the whole thing to be out so I can watch it in a go. I like the idea of season three, but I just I, I don't even. I haven't maybe, watched the trailer. Maybe. I have no idea what's going on in season three. I mean, hey, it's. I just I watched the trailer and uh, what's his face, Aaron Paul, Jesse Pinkman yeah. is the character. So, you know, maybe it's good. Maybe maybe I'll give it a shot during quarantine. But uh, anyway, all right. So here's where I have a note because we don't have anything for this. But we need okay. something else for Spider-Man to be doing here in Act 2. So, like, what's his short-term goal other than the lawyer thing? Because we need him to do some Spider-Man-y stuff. So, I think he should be kind of stopping the virus. I think at some point, I think there needs to be another villain other than Dr. Octopus. Because this is kind of introducing, this is an origin story Dude, for Doctor. Let's Doc bring Oc. in the guy you mentioned, then, Kingpin. He's, his street goons are doing, are like, uh, I don't know, maybe they've they, there's, like, supplies that they've... Uh, are selling yeah. exorbitant rates to people who are who are locked into their houses. Correct. You could definitely do a Kingpin arc. I think that Kingpin is such a big player, though. I'm kind of curious. Uh, I mean, in the comics, he is. I don't know if they're going to take him, since they're taking him from the well, TV show. What they can and, do, though, uh, though, is that Spider-Man doesn't know it's Kingpin. He just hears these neighborhood thugs outside. That's true. And then he works his way up to Kingpin. Meanwhile, Doc Ock is doing the same thing because he needs this rare whatever that he can't get true. from anyone. So he's he's going through back alley. And that's how they first intersect is Peter okay. Peter gets to the compound right as Doc Ock is, is also there. And they see each other and they don't really know anything about each other except for that they've interacted in this one way and they kind of let each other go their separate ways because they have nothing against each other they're both against trying to steal from kingpin okay um i i'm intrigued uh, so I, I like that and then okay so then from there doc ock now is back with his sick wife who's really on her last legs at this point i think like well and and dr octopus has the metal appendages at this point yes, correct which he's probably because built via whatever the thing is he got from kingpin yes or maybe, so he was well he probably needs them to fight kingpin's goons if that's what he's doing correct um, i i think he just kind of used it as some sort of surgical technique or he just needed it maybe this for, is where he first uses it for violence though is in whatever interaction this is with kingpin stuff is where it like it becomes a weapon to him and not just a surgical tool sure maybe he just takes it as backup uh like weapon kind of deal. yeah and, um, and so spider-man's like who's that Who's the that yes. insane guy? Um, so anyway, yeah. he goes. He retreats back to his lab or wherever he's working, um, mm-hmm. and uh, again, no help will come. I mean, that's we've established that he's got help from no one. So then, yep. uh, his wife dies, and so now, oh, oh, uh, yeah. I was gonna say his wife dies, and then the cure works on him, but it's too late. 
Oh, okay. So he, That's he, very... he saves himself, but he doesn't manage to save his wife. And now he's furious because he's like, if only I could have had this thing sooner, I would have, yeah. I would have, I was almost there, but now I don't have it. And now so she's kind of, ha- of tortures himself throughout. Yeah. And so now he's like, let's burn this whole shit, like everything down. Okay. We're, we're destroying like it all. And so now the disease is spreading even worse because he's deliberately, you know, killing everyone. Yeah. Um, with nothing to gain. Yeah, and the only person who knows about him is Spider-Man because he saw him at the Kingpin's thing when he absconded with whatever the resource is. And, of course, he's doing his same science thing at the same time. It's like maybe he sees the material that the guy runs away with, and he, he puts on his little start glasses, and he goes, uh, what what can this material be used for? And then he talks to the – what's the – Edith. Edith, yeah. Edith. And Edith is – basically comes to the same conclusion that doc ock did that's like this could be a cure for blah 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 and and so now he's got to he's got to track down doc doc ock to find the cure i like that a lot meanwhile Um, his trial is like uh you have to bring spider-man in here spider-man's uh in contempt of court for you know he's absent from his trial do you think he's wearing like a different suit like the stealth suit or has the stealth suit been like night monkey has mm. he also been tied to spider-man at all could be. Uh, i don't know that might still do you be think anonymous. he's dressed up do you think he's going to take on doc ock as like in the spider-man suit or do you think he's going to be a bit more anonymous i think he it? probably doesn't and that that's also interesting because then he's has having to rely on his natural powers and none of the tony stark stuff which kind of lets him show that he can do it on his own without yes. the help of the suit that tony made him yeah that's i like it um man don't you want to see this don't you want to see this movie i i'm yeah no i'm definitely salivating at this the idea (laughs) especially i i'm just so hungry for marvel content it's been so long honestly i would watch this in a heartbeat and i just want to see like how cool the effects the dr octopus effects like i want to see him tear shit up oh yeah and and Somehow he he's got to get coordinates to Doc Ock, and that's where Ned comes in because Ned is helping him navigate because he doesn't have his Stark suit. All he has is like a connection to Ned, and so yep. Ned is trying to guide him into this secret location based yep. on on that. So then, and you have a lot of good bits there, and then Ned gets distracted and he's playing Animal Crossing, and Peter's <laughs> like, "You got to pay attention right now, man. I'm sneaking through a top secret lair." Meanwhile, what is happening with uh, J.B. Smoove and Martin Starr? Let's see. What can they be doing? I I don't know how they can interact. Still stuck in the school from the virus? Yes, they have to have some role, right? Like, we have to... They they, should be doing something for the greater good. Yeah. But what can it be? Maybe just... Uh, maybe I don't know the keeping. Maybe some people are trying to break into the school and rough up the students. No, it's the disease must be somehow spreading. And what if, okay, so everyone has to trap, is trapped wherever they are. So maybe school's in session. So that then, is Gwen Stacy the main female lead? No, it's Mary Jane It's Mary Jane? Okay. Well, whatever. There's two of them. Uh, (laughs) So anyway, the disease is like, somehow it's broached whatever containment they're in. And she's sick. They're taking care of her. They don't know what to do. So they're panicking and their panicking is funny, but it's Mm -hmm. starting to get pretty serious sure like that um so they're just kind of watching over students and yes trying to they're protect chaperoning. certain students including uh mj who is a very key player Yeah, and at first it's just everyone's bored but now it's like like maybe maybe uh dr octopus fi- 
finds out a way to like spread it in the atmosphere so it's like it doesn't matter where you are it's like all the mm. city is suddenly getting sick all at once and now spider-man has to find it and reverse it all with his own i wonder if there's some is there some ray <laughs> is there something mentioned in a previous movie like how uh barf uh was mysterio's tool for using uh like the you know the visual uh, Tony Stark thing that he uses at the beginning of Civil War, like that was Mysterio's tool in Far From Home. Is there something similar from a previous movie that could be used to spread a disease that is that they just uh, take from a previously mentioned film? Well, I was gonna say his uh, maybe the only reason he could make his claws or his tentacles or whatever is because of. Uh, the vibranium that can now be sourced from oh the vibranium yeah. that would be cool and he couldn't have made it prior because he didn't have a material that was strong enough for the small circuits needed to run the device okay oh. all right i like that a lot I don't know about how like anything that would spread the disease though um yeah we just need some sort of i don't know it, it'll come to us mm-hmm. by the time uh we get to the end um okay so act three uh he's been spider-man's been not only going to court and i think we get a lot of really great uh charlie cox who is matt murdoch um the daredevil himself Uh, i think we get a lot of really great law scenes and just him being in court which you're about to be a lawyer jordan if anything daredevil's about to become your favorite character well and in right now so far in daredevil like like we see some scenes of him being like no, he's going to be here soon. He's going to be here soon. Yes. Uh, and I guess he, they're probably back in court at this point when the Doc Ock releases his ultra bad super weapon version of the disease at the very end. Um, yep. And so Daredevil can then serve as kind of like, everyone, get out of here. Like, clear, close the vents, whatever. Yeah. Like, he can, he can help shepherd the citizens I, it, in the court. I room. don't think you, like, put him in his suit or anything. Yeah. I think you introduce him like Black Widow is introduced in Iron Man 2. But even that might even be a little more heavy hand, heavy or yeah i think he's just a lawyer and then and yeah then you he's show, just a lawyer but you can like there's hints of like telling him like oh he's he like he helps like i don't know he does a crazy or jump something, wall something, like yeah something gets thrown at him and he catches it like yeah. without looking and it's like wait how did exactly that? yeah something like off camera that spider-man sees no nobody else notices they just think he's the blind lawyer kind of deal mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of material that we can use there um so act three Spider-Man is about to lose his court case as well as uh, Bessie, this lose. I think you can't have this not get derailed by the imminent threat of this disease. I think the disease interrupts the court case right before he's like about to be guilty. Like okay. they're about to be like like uh he's he's Okay, so it's kind of like on the fence. Like it looks like he's about to be convicted and then maybe saving the day will kind of yeah. sway the jury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's like the I end mean, of my cousin Vinny, and they drive off. Oh, that would be so cool! <laughs> Disney. Well, and it's even got just... Marissa Tomei in both. Exactly. Oh my God! Do you think she would do like a fun callback to my cousin Vinny? Oh, absolutely. I hope she wears that that suit that she wears at one point, and my cousin Vinny. <laughs> oh, how? Oh my God! This movie has so many Avengers already, <laughs> and we, I haven't even seen it. Um, so. I think another key thing that needs to happen in this movie is Act 3, uh, Spider-Man 
the virus is spreading. He's really down in the dumps. He thinks he's going to lose. He thinks he can't do it. Much like uh, the falling action in both previous Spider-Man movies so far. Mm-hmm. And um, now he doesn't he even have of, his suit. And now what? He doesn't have his suit, though. Well, maybe now No, he but he has the Edith suit. glasses. Yeah. Well, at this point, he has, he's not really hiding his identity, so maybe he is back in his suit finally. It's just for that middle section he's without it. Ned somehow is possibly able to find him the Stark suit, or yes, somehow, or maybe even Matt Murdock is like, uh, I got this from somewhere. Don't ask how I got it. And then there's something we can dive into there. Or um, Aunt May has so, it somehow? Like Peter left it with her? I don't think. I think he can get. Like, it, it kind of What would be the problem acceptance. with him just doing it in his regular Spider-Man suit instead of the Stark suit? Uh, well, because I, 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 what you're about to say. No, I think you just do it with the Edith glasses, which he's had the whole time. Mm. Yeah, you can. So, I think he puts on the Edith glasses, and somehow he finds a message from the late Tony Stark that he has yet to see at any point throughout these movies. Uh, and it's basically telling him, uh, you know, you're down and out, but uh, don't do what I would do. He just gives a great speech. I will definitely cry during whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um, and Spider-Man is inspired to come back and do it and uh, take on Dr. Octopus well, and, and, and the only all. reason he can still stand, like everyone else is basically knocked out by this thing, but Spider-Man's, you know, radioactive blood is, is keeping him just alive enough to keep yes. going. But he's 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 even nearly at the brink because he's like right where the source is. So he's riddled with it. But then this Tony Stark message gets him back on his feet toward the end. Uh, Correct. Final big and showdown. He- we don't need to describe all the action, but. Oh, but let's talk action stances and blocking for 30 minutes. <laughs> Uh, I've got some sketches. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. Ooh, I've got a that flip one book. looks good. I like that. When you, when uh, so, so definitely, I think it should start with him uh, web swinging up uh, and talking to Doc Ock and then saying something, and then maybe he'll throw a punch, and then Doc Ock would block yeah, that and punch. Then, and then he, he looks at Dr. Octopus, and he says, time makes fools of us all, but I don't need a Ooh. clock to tell me you're a dick. <laughs> 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 which obviously would be a callback to a previous line in the movie yeah <laughs> uh disney well, we're gonna Doc leave Ock that up like, to you uh, i need more time to save my wife <laughs> yes like, exactly so so yes so uh we're definitely marvel we're not budging on that line that has to go at the end of the movie yeah. so you can work in however that makes sense for if you, you guys say dick, like they can say asshole sure asshole or fuck face yeah or uh or or, or eight armed weirdo Mm, yeah sure i don't know (laughs) the first line is good let's Let's just remember how good that was when i said it (laughs) we'll stick with that one uh so spider-man takes down dr octopus um and matt murdoch is able to talk the jury when court resumes i'm peter's Uh, just redeemed in the eyes of the city like it'd be insane to charge him correct he's a hero correct he is there's no way he could have killed quentin beck um and maybe do is there something that exonerates him like mm. do you think dr octopus in making the sinister six who has mysterio like somehow his plan is kind of foiled and the city sees that oh quentin beck was actually the murderer here yeah maybe there's some some way they end up being associates 
in a public way. Well, I mean, they're in the Sinister Six together. I know, I know. So. I'm just saying, like, during the events of the movie, somehow. Well, he's dead. But he's not I dead, believe. dead, right? Isn't he going to be like. Mysterio? Yeah. Well, I'm curious because the way they had it work is he was left presumed dead at the end of Far From Home, and then uh, what's his face? Um, Christmas Story kid uh, downloaded the Mysterio file onto a flash drive which led me to believe anybody could kind of be Mysterio at that point. Um, so they can just kind of give the Mysterio role to someone else, much like in Spider-Man Homecoming when uh, one of the people is Shocker and then he upsets Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton vaporizes him and then gives the Shocker weapon to someone else and says, you're a Shocker now. Hmm. I was thinking that is a possibility. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, happy conclusion... Um, Spider-Man gets to go to college finally, uh, which is the next trilogy we'll probably focus while he's in college, which will be fun. Um, and then the post-credits is Dr. Octopus assembles the Sinister Six. So far at this point, we have Michael Keaton is Vulture. Um, we have his associate Shocker, as well as the Scorpion, who he uh, Michael Keaton hey, ran into hey, in the prison. Okay, can in the post pause for a second? I yeah. just wanted to make sure we got the theme in this episode. So here's where the theme song goes. Oh, nice. I think Marvel sucks. No, it doesn't. No, it really does. No. Okay, Back great. to the post-credits. <laughs> Back to the post-credits. Dr. Octopus assembles the Sinister Six, uh, Vulture, Shocker, Mysterio, Scorpion, and then there's also, there's got to be another, but uh, maybe he is mentioned in another movie. I think Sandman, as well as... Craven uh, um, um, the Hunter is a member of the Sinister Six, so they have to be interest, or there at some point. Yeah. I don't know anything about the Sinister Six, so I'm not gonna. Well, that's in. gonna be the next one, the next uh, Marvel Spider-Man film, presumably. Yeah. But anyway, that, that's a, that's a fun. wrap on our uh, Spider-Man Stay yeah. Home or Spider-Man Stuck at Home or Spider-Man I, Something at Home. What do you think it should be Stuck at Home or Stay Home? I think this is gonna be the one thing that Disney wants a clear answer Homecoming, on. Everything else is perfect. Homecoming, Far from Home, Stay. I home. think Stay Home is most appropriate, just because of the current situation and i think we could get a lot more trends trends uh or get a, get this podcast trending with the hashtag stay home mm-hmm. well yeah, uh, no, I, think, I think i think disney would also works. like that the most i think that's it's i'll great. title that in the episode so then when i make the comment earlier when i said stuck at home everyone's gonna be like that's weird that's not what the title of the podcast was and then they'll, <laughs> they'll keep listening to an hour 20 and then they'll be like oh it all tracks it all tracks that's this podcast for you. It all tracks. All right. Well, um, I've been. I think that's 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 a great idea. I think uh, Disney's definitely going to buy it from us. The ball is in your court, Disney. Uh, so two hundred dollars, one hundred for me, one hundred for Cade. Yeah, that's a total of two hundred. Oh, and also one percent net. Net profits. Yes, we will not. <laughs> we will not budge on those those numbers. Yeah, so that'll be a million dollars, hundred million dollars, something. Who knows? It'll be a lot. Easy. Easy. What are you gonna do with your hundred dollars? Yeah, uh, Lambo. Nice. What are you gonna do with your hundred million? Uh, cheeseburger. 
how many? This is eight. Eight of those. Eight? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. That's like a week of good eating. Oh, yeah. I mean, the way I eat. All right. Well, I've been Jordan Peoples and Marvel has sucked. I have been Cade Weiberg and no, it doesn't. <laughs>